Welcome, everyone, to the Circle of Debate podcast. It's the host, the devious one, Ivan C., here with my brother from another mother, the one and only, the director, CK1, Chris Kennedy. And today, <laughs> and today, ladies and gentlemen, he is back on the show. The last time we spoke to Mr. He is not, excuse me, let me go ahead. Let me properly introduce him, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. All right, so he is Memphis Golden Boy. Bringing oh. Memphis wrestling back to the city of Memphis, and that is he's five star. He's your golden star, Mr. Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me back. I can't, it wasn't that long ago that I was on here, and um, so much has changed in such a short period of time. So, thanks for having me back. Um, you know, I appreciate you for coming back. The last time we, we spoke was on G January 11th, was the last time we had you back. Okay, at that time, you mentioned that you were going to bring wrestling back to Memphis and that became in fruition first show came out was on February 27th and I was excited and I was intrigued seeing Marquez obviously he you know assisted out with the production get everything you know going how was it how was the feeling for you coming back with a live crowd even though it wasn't a big crowd but a small crowd for the first time uh, how was that reaction how was your feelings about that when oh man first it was awesome. So uh, we sold the tickets that we were allowed to sell 75 tickets just with a limited capacity at the top of the line banquet hall in Memphis. And uh, we sold those tickets within a day. Hell yeah. And then, so we, we put March, March the 7th, I think was the next one. And those went in, in a day or so. And so then we put the April 11th tickets on sale after that. So we've been doing about four TV tapings each time and we've sold all the tickets that they allowed us to sell. And we would even ask, can we get a couple more? Hey, got any of those tickets left on you? <laughs> but, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't let us and, and for obvious reasons and everything. And so we're following the proper protocol and all that kind of stuff. But um, it just feels like it's great that it's back and uh, we've got television rolling here in Memphis, but it was a little out of place. So the banquet hall is a very nice event center to where you get married there. You have your prom there. You real nice type of intimate setting but then you have professional wrestling there. Right. And it was kind of like, all right. Honestly, if I had to compare it, and not that we're on like the Memphis Tigers level or anything like that, but if you had the Memphis Tigers playing college basketball, D1, inside of a YMCA, it looks <laughs> a little out of place, you know? It's like, hey, that's a great team, but what are they doing there? And so shout out to Top of the Line Banquet Hall for allowing us to launch there at their facility. And so now we've made the announcement that we have a brand new Memphis Wrestling Wrestle Center yes. that is in production right now. It's absolutely incredible. I'm extremely happy with, with the results so far. I've been there all day, every day for the last couple of weeks, especially, you know, once inspections and stuff were over with. So that's all behind us. And now it's just designing the set and the desk. Just like Lance and Dave back in the day, we'll have a desk, and that's where all the drama is going to go down. But it's a 6,000-square-foot facility. Uh, it's got a lobby. It's got a meet-and-greet area. And then when you walk through the double doors, it's, wow, that's where we're going to do television oh. and training. So that's what's happened since the last time we talked. That's exciting. Is, is, it a, is it dedicated just to you and your brand, or is it a shared uh, venue like others are? It's all you? All us, 100% oh, of the time. I, so I'm is very emotional Memphis, right now. Yeah, the Memphis Wrestling Wrestle Center is the name. So we'll, we'll be doing training in there. 
Uh, we've had a lot of people ask us about custom birthday parties. So you can actually have Memphis Wrestling come in and do your own matches. Who do you want? Do you want to see um, Brett Michaels versus Alan Steele for your birthday party? Or do you want to oh, see I want, I want Precious. I don't, I don't. Precious for my 38th birthday party. And I'm happy. Precious. Yeah. <laughs> you want Precious at your birthday party? So anyways, um, there's just all sorts of different things we can do out of there. And one of the most stressful things about doing an event, especially television, is setting up the rings, setting up the lights, and then having to tear all that stuff down when you're done. And then you can't really do training as well as you'd like because you have to you have to move. You have to you're there for a day, maybe a couple of hours, and then you move the ring out. So now this will be dedicated 100 percent to Memphis wrestling. Absolutely. No, that is awesome. We cannot wait. I, I'm just excited for that. When I heard the announcement, I'm the, my jaw just dropped and I'm like, yes. <laughs> well you know, I want to be able to share some some behind-the-scenes type of stuff, and I'm taking plenty of footage and everything. But really, I don't want to release it until you see it on television or unless you buy a ticket to be there. I want it to be something special because I really feel like we have a very strong community of Memphis wrestling fans, and that community is going to grow. And what I mean by community is, is we see the same faces, whether we go to Dave & Buster's for a watch party or we go to – go play trivia somewhere or if we're doing television tapings you know we see the same faces and it keeps growing and so people are liking what we're doing and so hopefully this will just send it over the edge where it's really ah man i would have to say it's classic studio but just just fresh to death so new and so fresh and so vibrant that's what i want is a vibrant wrestling show you know a lot of times it's dark they're trying to hide something with the black paint. Right. Oh, you're not going to see any black paint in our facility. Ooh. It's going to be blue. It's going to be the colors of our logo. Okay. Awesome. That um, is awesome. I, I want to flashback real quick to your previous venue, and I want to talk about uh, the overhead. And, no, I don't want to get into the logistics of, of rent. That's not what we do. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I want to I talk about a spot that literally brought the roof down, my friend. And Love I'm gonna it. share. I'm gonna share screen this with the fans. Uh, so tell me what you got. Can you uh, see my screen right now? Yes. So you see your Instagram? Is that because I see myself? Oh, see my gram? I see it. Yep. All right, Ivan, check this shit out. Look at this a little whisper in the wind. Whisper in the wind. Did you see that, Ivan? That's all that. I saw that. Dude, I just saw that. I think it's poetry in motion instead of whisper in the wind. But whatever. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Man, when they hit the ceiling, I go, oh, man, you guys had one job. Not, not headbutt the tile, which then uh -oh. fell on, I think, whoever was on all fours um, setting uh -oh. the spot up. And that's what you're talking about as far as a shared venue of a banquet hall that is much smaller than what you have now is yes, you have to account for things like that. Um, I love well, that spot, by the way. No offense. Like, I love this spot, but I sent that to WrestleBotch. And man, I'm hoping I'm hoping they post it. Any publicity is, is good for us. But man, me and Maria looked at each other and we were like, oh no. And I looked for the owner and you can hear us banter back and forth. I wonder what that's gonna cost. I'm sure the invoice is in the mail or yeah, this wrestling fans love it. Tom the tile didn't just fall. fall. I think the tile shattered. Oh man, it just exploded when it hit. And of course yeah. we had to replace it. And it was no big deal. They actually thought it was funny, but it was like, guys, come on. Or like a superplex off the top. They're teasing it. And I'm like, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> you got you to measure a little bit. But so 
clearly there's going to be a literal overhead in the new venue. Oh man. So the new building has 30 foot ceilings. If somebody takes a bump and hits the ceiling on this, they need an ambulance or a yeah. it's oh, high. Yeah. It's high. So it's about 35 feet wide, about 30 feet tall. We'll be able to have some really good lights that shine right down on the ring. Um, and like I said, it'll be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We won't have to worry about mess with it. Now also a lot of people were asking me about the cosmetics. I mean, we've got a brand new ring canvas. We got brand new ring skirts. We got brand new ring ropes on the way. I mean, everything is literally brand new from the desk to the stage to the paint on the walls. Literally. Let's hear about the sound system. You got to have an awesome sound system pumping in there now, too. Well, so uh, shout out to Heal the Hood Foundation. So we donate and we help uh, along with the Heal the Hood Foundation. I'm on the board there. And uh, what they do is help underprivileged children. They write comic books and do all sorts of fundraising and things, and we help them with that. And so Liddell, shout out to Liddell. He's my guy, man. So I, I was asking, he said, Mr. Dustin? He calls me Mr. Dustin. It makes me feel old. He said, you know, I'm a DJ. I said, oh, I know. <laughs> I said, you want to come have some fun? And he's like, oh, yeah. So I was telling him, hey, we're going to get this sound system and all that stuff unless, and he goes, don't you be giving my job away. <laughs> so, the Heal the Hood Foundation wants to be set up in there and they'll probably have their own own corner or whatever and so the the sound system will be really good now the space is is big but I don't know like we're not doing a rock concert in there we're literally shooting a television show right so it doesn't have to like blow us away but definitely having uh having Liddell and the Heal the Hood Foundation there they're going to be running the music for us that is we'll awesome. probably have a surround sound speaker set up bluetooth style because things have changed so much man yeah you know we're, we're not necessarily laser lights and pyro you know the hollywood show has a little bit of that but memphis has always been curtains yes and a desk yes and so we're not gonna have the curtains we're gonna have a whole different vibrant feel but we'll have the desk and and it'll fall right in line but it'll it'll be you'll like it you'll like it it's old school meets new school that's what i love about it i, I mean yeah. I, I like what you've been able to do with what you've had already um from the youtube channel um I know it's not your venue, so you are limited with, I guess you would say, the customization of your vision. Yeah. But already it looks professional as as possible. So I can't wait to see what you have at, um, I, I'd say, 100% dust in capacity. The Star Trek. night and day. It will literally, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna be honest. I'm going to be a little bit snobby on it where when we do. You've the heard it, brother. Hey, when we do the re-premiere, it'll air on May the 22nd because we shoot it on May 2nd. Jerry Jarrett will be there. The play-by-play -play man for the Memphis Grizzlies, Pete Pranica, is going to join us for an episode. And, and I get to call the action with one of I'm – I'm his biggest fan, you know, working with the Grizzlies. I love yeah. watching Pete. Uh, but, but then also once we do a re-premiere, you'll see a new open. You'll see – you'll hear new theme music. It'll just be a totally different look. And honestly – I don't ever want to show the old stuff ever again. <laughs> you know, it's vaulted up. Something fresh and new, and here's what we're doing now, you know, and, and leave that look in the past. And and I do, I do, I'm very appreciative of, of Top of the Line. And, you know, I, I like the way that the show looked, but it was absolutely misplaced. I'll be the first one to say it. So this will be night and day compared to what we're doing on the yeah. show here for the next couple of couple weeks. Definitely. And we're, we're looking forward to seeing that especially. Uh, one of the assets, so talk to us how, about the roster. You have such an incredible roster, by the way. It's my favorite so cool. is my favorite is Brett, Brett Michaels is one of my favorites. Okay. And Amber Rodriguez is another one, too. Yeah. Yes. Do love DJ Brown, Action Jackson. By the way, that match was incredible between them two. I loved Perfect. it. That was like a top, top. 
five star match right there from equality, great quality. No pun intended, right? No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I, what I love about the roster is if you look at it, and like you said about what your arena already is going to be is the old school meets new school, and you are traditionally an old school fan growing up watching wrestling in your area, and obviously now being in the in 2021, which is new school. Your roster, the personalities are such a great mix of that because I'm seeing um, 80s heel styles with like Norman Meklokov, yeah, um, Bam Malone. But then you got the new style. You got, I mean, Brett Michaels, obviously, that guy is built for a gun show. I'm sure when you guys walk around each other, you're both just like, oh, he's, <laughs> he's like, hey, five star. I think I'm 10 star. And I say, hey, brother, I'll call you 10 star all day long, man. <laughs> <laughs> Having such a diverse roster of personalities, the styles make matchups. And so you have almost an endless combination of great matches that you have even yet to scratch the surface of putting on. Yeah. Um, are there matchups that you have yet to book that you just, as a fan, fantasize about? You're like, I can't wait to see this guy and that guy or this Absolutely. woman versus that woman. Hey, and you know, also, I'm chomping at the bit to get active myself. So I'm looking at different talent going, oh, my gosh, I could do something with Scouting, her. not only oh, booking, man, but we could do something with her. You know, like, it's as long as the stories make sense, I, I'll do whatever's best for business. So I can totally see us doing a Saturday night special that's like a non-televised type of event to where we culminate some of these storylines. And then that way we can we can do stuff on our Sunday television tapings, but then come back as a house show because it's the Wrestle Center. We can do anything in there. I got an you idea. Know, I'm not a booker, but if they can beat you on non-television, they can get a TV spot. There, there. Hey, there you go. Hey, but we're we're in Memphis, so uh, you know, I'm I'm I don't lose in Memphis. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's getting a TV contract. Sorry about right, it. Right. But you're you're right though. We have such a, not only a, a really good locker room and a good roster, but man, there's so many people. If you look, sometimes yeah. we've got 30 to 50 people in the locker room. That's way too many. So. What you'll see from us moving forward is you'll see – I'm not saying that anybody's going away. You're going to see those those talent rotate in and out based off of stories. Right. And that way you can do a little bit simpler storytelling. So instead of six matches in an episode and getting, you know, ten angles over, you might have three matches that go longer, but then a lot more of that storytelling. Because the history of Memphis wrestling, classic Memphis wrestling, is – which I love, by the way – is it all the drama goes down at the desk. Mm, all right. goes down at the desk so right off the jump that drama needs to start at the desk and whatever happens at the desk where there's a banter back and forth it ends up in the ring and who knows it might spill back out to the floor back to the desk but i just see a lot of the drama taking place at the desk whereas wwe might be in the ring in the middle of the ring doing a promo right it's not really memphis you've never no. seen that in memphis and people say well why don't you give them a mic and put them in the ring well that's not what we do you know, but uh, we could definitely do it at the desk. And then I might have to duck some punches or something at the desk or whatever. But, um, so, but yeah, the, the, the roster is very good. The tag team division is absolutely amazing with the yes. young goats, the Crowleys, the Russell twins, the posse and the, the posse. Ah, the posse. I, I love that. That's like LOD so was an 80s video game. Yes, yes. Man, those guys have been extremely helpful. They're, they're some of my best friends in the entire world. They were actually building our desk earlier. Oh, so these okay. dudes that wear face paint and spikes, man, these guys are like carpenters or something. I'm like, dude, <laughs> dude <laughs> he sent me a list. Simon, Simon sent me a list of uh, supplies that he needed. And I'm looking, I'm like, dude, this is 1500 bucks worth of stuff. He's like, delish. He calls me delish. 
Trust me, Delish. Trust me, girl. I go, all right. So he shows up, and there's the supplies laying out on the ground for him. He goes, all right. This dude, they whip this thing together, and I'm like, whoa, how did I not know this? These guys are so talented. But you'll see a little bit simpler storytelling to where we can really get those stories over and then we in and out and just, you know, uh, use everybody efficiently and effectively, but not throw everybody all at you at once in one episode. Right. The quality over quantity, because if you, I mean, also it helps people care. Because if you, like you said, if you're throwing 10 storylines at once, I may not remember half of them or even yeah. less than that. Or care about, I'm like, okay, I want to move on to the one I want. And then now, if I have my attentions all on, like, let's say, Brett Michaels, I'm not going to care about the two or three stories that were told, or six or seven stories that were told before that. So it gives me something to invest in, uh, as well as the fans. But then also more ring time for that story, because yes, uh, not to be a smart or anything, but I'm starting to, I mean, I've learned to appreciate in ring psychology that matters. And then when you mix that in with the out of the ring storytelling and get them nail them both that is what i can appreciate the most absolutely not having not having to just muddy everything up with just you know getting everybody on camera all at once really affects uh, both of those things was is that if we we're going to film three tapings at a time instead of four so it'll keep it a little bit tighter but i remember doing Corey macklin's memphis wrestling and doing one live show and then doing one tape show and I remember every time I never thought, oh boy, I hope I don't have to wrestle twice. I actually thought, oh boy, I hope I have two matches because then I'm I'm on TV both weeks. So I've kind of been focusing as when we write the show, maybe not have everybody do a match every time, but really that's what they're there for. They're like, dude, put me in a match. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it'll we'll all get to work a little bit harder, which is fine, but then we'll tell those stories and they'll get more television time. And there's a lot of people watching, man. I was looking on our YouTube channel as far as our impressions, and we're just, it's its me and Maria, and of course the United Wrestling Network, but they're in California, so there is a little bit of a, you know, um, I don't want to say disconnect, because we're not disconnected, but but they're not here. Yeah. So a lot of that actual stuff has to fall on us, but our impressions on the last 28 days was 2.7 million impressions. Yeah. And that tells me that people not only in Memphis want Memphis Wrestling, but People are watching from everywhere. You don't trade tapes anymore. You could just go on YouTube and watch. So that's really, really exciting about yeah. You know when people are into what you're doing. So and I, I want to talk about real quick. I have your YouTube pulled up. Just your numbers. Just a humble brag. I mean, you talk about views and how easy it is to not have to go through like Budo's videos or online pirates to get a hold of uh, hard to find tapes. But I mean, just let's say just compare uh, yesterday. Uh, there's episode eight, three thousand views already since yesterday. A week ago, 10,000 views. And then you cut to 10 months ago, 50,000 views is like your average. So these numbers are only going to jump. I think now that, I mean, with popularity, with more product, easier accessibility <laughs> on YouTube, and then the venue itself is just going to, I mean, if you say it's a bright arena, that is going to pop on the screen. Oh, yeah. That's and people are drawn to white um, <laughs> as far as the comic books or movies. And then obviously with wrestling, um, you said that. Also, so just wrestling, kind of, it's dark, you know, it's always yeah. the lights, which is cool, um, but it's everything's just kind of edgy, you know, and nothing pops anymore. It's always kind of like, how dark and dreary can we make this No, man, we want it to be like a, like a, like a, it's a television show. It needs to be bright and vibrant, and I mean, it needs to even be almost borderline corny of how everything is just so bright. I mean, really, um, and, and also, let me put this in perspective, too. 
those YouTube numbers we're talking about are literally nothing compared to a WWE or AEW or maybe even MLW. I mean, they TNA, they all do so, so good on YouTube, but they also have a lot of money and a lot of power behind them. And right. us, we're just, we're a mom and pop shop. We're local Memphis wrestling. It's myself and, and my Maria. A lot of the stuff, the marketing, the graphics and all that stuff that you see is us putting that together. Now the, the United Wrestling Network helps with that too, but keep in mind, they've got so many other different things going on yeah. with the United Wrestling Network. It's almost up to the franchise, so to speak. Like, like for instance, Arizona or Hollywood or Memphis, it's kind of run almost individually of how you do your social and all that kind of stuff. And so we right. try to make that really, really strong. But so putting it in comparison to a major, major company, those numbers are nothing. But for us, being such a small company, gosh, we're like really proud of it and know that in the next couple of years, at least, it's really going to grow even more because those numbers you said, a 50,000 view match, as far as minutes wise, that's there's a lot more minutes that were watched. But then also in a year, that might be 100,000 views. So it just continues to continue to grow when people find out about you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And um, I don't know if, since I don't live locally in Memphis, we talked about networking and just local views. And I apologize if this has been addressed somewhere else, but is there or have there been talks about getting on local TV in Memphis or anything regional? Besides CW30. Well, CW30 reaches from Memphis all the way to Jonesboro, Jackson, okay. Tennessee, Tupelo, Mississippi. So it's a very big coverage area of the Mid-South. But then obviously there's opportunities. You know, if we're in Jonesboro, we might be just in some of Jonesboro. We're not in the Jonesboro DMA. Mm -hmm. With the DMA is a much larger piece of Jonesboro and all the surrounding Jonesboro, for instance. I'm just using that as an example. Right. So if we do get on in the Jonesboro DMA or the Jackson, Tennessee DMA, it just it it just pops it, you know, many, 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 many more miles around that coverage area. So there's obviously opportunities to to syndicate. But if we if we do really well, I mean, there's other opportunities with, with Fight TV for specials or, you know, just anything is possible. But as of right now, we just need to be really good at shooting our television right. and uh, making sure that people are watching on television and on YouTube. Because honestly, as a business person, we can monetize YouTube. You know, if we did make a jump to fight, there would have to be some sort of monetary value. Because if not, we're basically taking, you know, revenue from our YouTube to put it over here for no reason, you know. Exactly. So, there's a web of ways to monetize and that helps pay for all the stuff that we're doing in the brand new wrestle center, obviously. Yeah. Woo, your boy's <laughs> a little nervous on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember also the last time that when we spoke the last time you, you mentioned about Derek King, King Cobra. So you haven't spoken to him. So now you, you got in talks with him and now he's one of your, he's one of your head trainers for, uh, for your facility, right? So he's one of the oh, main. Oh, yeah. King Cobra has been fantastic, man. Um, King Cobra has been very giving as far as helping get Brett Michaels over um, on the show this yeah. weekend. He, it ended with him watching Brett's back, and people were saying, I thought he was going to watch his back. Where is he? And when he came out, the people went crazy, and you saw Brett fire up. And then at the end, when he picked up the victory, Cobra raised his hand. That's what we want. Yeah. You know, we don't necessarily – Cobra is not interested in getting in there and beating anybody up just yet. <laughs> but uh, but he's been extremely, extremely cool, and uh, he's going to be our head coach. And some of this stuff, when he came in to look, like, for instance, a little Easter egg here for you, is he said, well, can we have two entrances? 
I would like for there to be a heel entrance and a baby face entrance. And I said, no problem. That sounds good to me because it's classic old school. Yes. Now me, I'm just going to, this is a podcast. We talk behind the scenes and all that stuff. I know that all the boys are just hanging out together in the back back there, right? <laughs> but for a television show, my friend who is not a wrestler, his name is Jason. You've seen him on the show as far as a security security guard. And he also helps out a ton on the ring. Like he feels like he's a ring guy now. <laughs> but uh, he said, I remember seeing just last week, Jericho came out of the other entrance. And I was like, I never even noticed that. But he did. That's, and yeah. he even mentioned it. So there is something to have in separate locker rooms. So we're going to yeah. do that. But uh, that was that was one of the reasons as Cobra mentioned it. Uh, and a couple guys said, yeah, that's, that's, that's easy. That's so, a, a lot of storytelling that um, AEW, when, when they do it, it's very obvious because their entrances are on left side of the stage. There's not a central entrance. Uh, but relative to storytelling, um, I will notice, okay, the Young Bucks walked out of the face side. They turned on Moxley, walked back through the heel side. So those are little Easter eggs, like you mentioned, relative to storytelling that Maybe yeah. old school. I don't know where that idea came from, but it makes sense back when you used to maybe separate the locker rooms and that tradition might've just carried over obviously one locker room, two entrances. So right. it, um, implementing that into your facility is old school meets new school. It's storytelling, it's psychology. It, it also may let the fans know once they, um, maybe they're not familiar with someone, notice all the good guys that come out the right side. So they may instinctively know to cheer for you know, right. this guy and then boo that guy um, based on what side of the ring they come out of. Yeah, I, I love it. That was just something Cobra mentioned it. And I said, all right, that sounds cool. And then a couple of the other guys said, yeah, let's do it. And I said, all right, well, hey, make me an entrance there. Make me an entrance there. You know, I know some guys in your in your division, tag team, they can build whatever they want. They can. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got the posse hanging around. There's no telling. I was uh, I was wiggling the desk and stuff, and he's like, "What are you doing, man?" I said, "Just making sure you weren't pranking me that the desk would fall apart when I sat down on it." <laughs> <laughs> the fall desk. Yeah. But yeah, we've we've moved a lot of the stuff in there. The paints on the walls. We're hanging some lights tomorrow. I'm going to be painting um, some of the set tomorrow, and um, I'll try to compile some of that some of that footage at a later time and just show kind of how it came about, what it looked like before, what it looked like after. Oh, that would be awesome. I mean, it would literally night and day. So I can't wait for you guys to see it. But uh, I don't think we're, we're trying not to release any kind of spoilers until that that re-premiere. And it'll be the new home of Memphis Wrestling. Oh, I cannot wait. Gonna, um, just a few quick questions about the building itself, because I'm super excited. I'm actually pretty emotional to see this um, develop. The location of it, obviously, don't get out the address. There are no spoilers. Is it in a... I uh, what's what I'm looking for. Um, not municipality. What's an area that's like high, high congested foot traffic where people can see it and you're going to have a giant sign that says like home of the... Well, okay, so it's basically a, like a business office setting that's right near the airport. Okay. And so the neighbors are super cool. The neighbors could not wait because the uh, landlord had to go tell them, hey, uh, wrestling is going to move in here. Is that cool? And they're like, wrestling? Are you kidding me? Hell yeah, that's cool. You've been waiting 50 years. <laughs> they were peeking out the window to come meet me. And they're like, hey, what's the, the Grizzlies guys here or whatever, you know? <laughs> but uh, they've been they've been super cool. But it's basically like an office setting. And, and when you walk in, there's a lobby. And then you go through, and then there's this open area where Topps Barbecue will be. We might even have some Dave & Buster's arcade machines in there, meet and greet area and all that. You go through the double doors, and there's the arena. And that was an old warehouse space. 
that we basically took a warehouse space and made it into our Wrestle Center studio. And uh, funny story is the landlord came by today and, you know, he's hearing me, I'm being very vague, but the things that I'm explaining to him is kind of like, yeah, okay, buddy, we'll see. Well, he popped in on me today and he was like, <laughs> you really do, you're really doing it up, aren't you? And I said, yes, sir. That's why we're here. <laughs> and he was like, all right. I'm like, hey, you want a ticket? <laughs> Full price at the door. Yeah, so uh, he was, and we've been getting a lot of, any of the guys that have come by, they've been giving that response to it. But it's basically an office building that goes from, like, professional setting to, whoa, what are they doing here? Party. And are you going to have a big sign like home of CW Memphis Championship on the front, or is it going to be kind of low pro? I'm allowed a couple of small signs in the windows. So okay. this office space doesn't have any signage on it at all. I, so I, I know what it In my head, I've seen, like, industrial centers that are office buildings so i kind of get what that looks like yeah. yeah so i mean it'll be easy to find it comes right up on the gps and then uh there, there will be some signage but there's no need to have it on my way man i'll be there not even allowed to have it. when the sign inspector came out the inspector came out to inspect the sign and i said well i don't have a sign and they won't let me put one up and he didn't even get out of the car and he's like okay Good. So you're, so you're doing wrestling here. I used to watch Jackie Fargo. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's awesome. And also, are you going to be also uh, a head coach as well during the, in the training that during King? Oh, okay. I will be very involved. So it looks like it's going to be King Cobra, myself, Alan Steele, possibly Derek King. And then, uh, of course, Maria will be there as well. Maria kind of brings a whole different viewpoint. She didn't come from the old school and hasn't been in it 25 years like myself or like Alan or, or King Cobra. Gosh, she's been in it 50 years probably. Yeah. So she brings a little bit of a different, um, different mindset to it, especially for a manager. Um, not only in front of the curtain, but behind the curtain is very important too because there's a whole different perspective as far as, uh, you know, res respect and you know, uh, the wrestling business isn't really, hasn't been full of that. And, but everybody that we work with seems to be on board with that. So anybody that we train, we need to train them to be respectful of not only who's around them, but what's around them and all that kind of stuff. Agreed. You know, locker room etiquette and stuff like that. So, uh, but the cool thing is since we're taping television there, you can literally come learn how to be a ring announcer, a broadcaster, a sports entertainer, which can mean anything You've got the truck in the back where we produce the television show and all the equipment that comes in. So literally everything that involves running a live event, whether it's wrestling, refereeing, ring announcing, managing, uh, commentary, you name it, they'll be able to learn all that on television days. And there's not another place in the Mid-South that can, that can do that. I'm very confident in saying that, especially with the quality of, of people that will be there. King Cobra, yeah. Alan Steele. Just the years of experience put in there. I mean, it's, I don't think there will be anybody that can compete with us as far as that's concerned. Um, and the only person that, that I think would, would sent me his book, Dr. Tom Pritchard. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And so wrote me a little letter on the inside here, just wishing us luck and anything that he can do to help. So he's the best trainer in the business right here. And he's all the way in Knoxville. So Good thing we're not competing because, man, he's the best. <laughs> but he could come in and do seminars for us. That could be an opportunity to do seminars to where, you know, maybe maybe Knoxville is too far to learn from the guy who trained The Rock. You know, I mean, that's, to me, gosh, it doesn't get any better than that. So he, he'll come in and probably do some seminars and we'll do some different things out of the Russell Center, especially if there's interest. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
Definitely. So we also wanted to congratulate by actually revealing the you know Memphis Heritage World Championship. I, I love that title, by the way. I wanted to say I'm excited as well because I know that on that May 15th is what we're you're gonna grabbing, have. You're grabbing it, you're grabbing yes, it, you're grabbing, grabbing it. it. Hell yeah. <laughs> so the that cool is thing pers- about this championship that is, is this was designed by a local artist named Martheus. And he does comic books. He's with the Heal the Hood Foundation. And we wanted to put everything about it just be as Memphis as possible. So that's Mid-South Coliseum, who we work with the Coliseum Coalition. We'll be doing some events with them. And uh, there's the Pyramid, uh, which is now a Bass Pro Shop. But that was the first place (laughs) I ever did WWE bookings. I was with Stone Cold and Eddie Guerrero in a bar fight. Oh, the bridge and then uh, of course on the front you've got the uh the plates for the united wrestling network and cw30 and all that good stuff but uh, we we debuted this on tv yesterday or on on saturday of this week with a little montage that uh that i wrote just to kind of tell people that we're doing this. It's something new and fresh, but it's based off of the respect and the heritage. That's why it's called the Memphis Heritage title. And it just falls in line with what United Wrestling Network is doing too. But to introduce that championship belt, oh man, it was awesome. And then to introduce the Grind City Rumble um, and the, the way that we'll crown the champion. And it, it's going to be a wild affair on, on the 15th. I, I, want, I want to talk a little bit about that. One thing I love is that you don't have a weight class on that belt, which means that basically anyone in the company um, I, I don't even know if you specified genders on that belt. That could almost go to anyone who earns it, regardless every, of uh, uh, every man and woman for themselves. So you will you will see some women in there. Now there are some uh, some Southern fans here that aren't really into the men and the women stuff. So it's a good heat mechanism. So if you if you see Derek grab Nikki, they hate it. They hate it big time. Um, so that I think that'll play right into what we're doing and then also just making it equal opportunity now we we do have a women's division championship I actually have the title I can't show it to you yet though no, but okay. uh, you'll <laughs> like you the style. enough with that one you'll, you'll like the style and design they all it's 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 very it's different than WWE in the sense to where like their intercontinental title looks like totally totally different than their world title like they don't even they don't even look like from their from the same company so we wanted to kind of have continuity with the championship belts to where they looked very similar, but they had their own little hint of differentness about them. And then also how we crown those champions. So right now we're deciding, do we do the women's championship first and then the tag team championship or go ahead and do the tag team championship because it's absolutely on fire. Like these guys are great. Yes. I've never, never in a million years did I think that we would hit, hit a grand slam and have so many great tag teams. I mean, literally the whole division is really good. Yeah. So who's going to be the first champions? That's right. going to be a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, right now, seven teams right now, but that's only what's listed on the site. I know you've got probably a couple more just in your back pocket, just on call waiting to. You'll to also see some stuff happen over the course of these weeks. Now, remember, Alan Steele and Johnny Dotson are, are a group, even though they're not a tag team. They can absolutely go for the titles. Um, and then in the coming weeks, you'll see some different characters that 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 premiere and you'll see kind of where we're going with that, where they could possibly be a tag team. So yeah, lots. And, and definitely. And then when you reference open invitation, meaning as it could be from any other territory, for instance, they're able to go yes. I compete. Okay. Absolutely. I, and you never know, like uh, at the red carpet rumble. Oh, 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 oh. 
I don't know. We'll see. Oh, no. You no I'll, find, I'll be at the desk more than anything. But you will see me. You will see me get some action, though. I got to, man. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. Uh, <laughs> I know you you're dying to get how you were going to um, inaugurate that first Heritage Champion in that match. Uh, what was the name of that match? Can you go over, I guess, the rules that you've implemented for that to let us kind of get ready to know what we're watching when it happens? Yeah. So the Grind City Rumble... It's going to be an open invitation over the top rope. We don't know how many it can be. It's open invitation. So it could be 10, 20, 30. It could be 50. It could be men. It could be women. Open invitation to anybody in the Mid-South that thinks that they have what it takes to be the champion. So there will be an announcement once the final entrant has entered the ring. And then when the final two are in the ring, just like the red carpet rumble, it goes to a one-on-one -on -one match. So over the oh. top, out the window. So they actually have a one-on-one -on -one match right then and right there and then the winner of pinfall or submission pinfall submission the obviously dq um I, I i assume there will be well if the referee does a disqualification that's really gonna suck so i would imagine that we wouldn't do that okay i was i was thinking about the logistics that's true but yeah. that is i've never heard that's of the point that. that's a little minor detail there that was like oh wait no we're not doing that <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that i've never i've never heard of the final two going it uh transitions into a traditional matchup that's pretty pretty clever even for someone as clever as you i love that but that's that's hey man the united wrestling network has kind of laid out the format where i think it's every september august september they do the red carpet rumble they've been doing it for about 10 years so if you yeah. go to our youtube channel you can look in the playlist and you can actually watch footage from all those rumbles and the last one they had was 2019 and they're bringing it back this year and so our Memphis is, is going to be the Grind City Rumble. So we're kind of trying to do similar stuff to what the United Wrestling Network has already created because it's been successful. And then just make Memphis tweaks to it. So instead of the Red Carpet Rumble, it's the Grind City Rumble. Right. Uh, we had the Cobra Cup, which is very similar to the PP3, except for it didn't have the power yet. Ooh. Maybe the next time, maybe the next time we have the PP3, that cup winner could cash that cup in as long as it's not smashed again. And then they yeah. can get the title just like the PP3. So there's little things that we can do. Um, and then those super cards and things like that, like um, uh, Coastline Clash that's coming up with the United Wrestling Network. And then also keep in mind, man, uh, they watch. They watch. They yeah. see. They, they see Brett Michaels. They see the tag team division. So I would not be surprised to see Memphis guys end up in Hollywood. And then Hollywood guys end up on the Memphis show. I'm looking right. forward to that because I know Papo been watching and you know uh -oh. we, we both been watching. <laughs> he's scouting every week. He's scouting every week. I know I see him all the time on the live chat. I'm like, he's scouting every week. So <laughs> Yeah, and I love Papo Esco, man. That is that is the epitome of supporting a, a group. Is it doesn't cost anything to do it, man. To to log on to the live chat, you guys log on there and shout out and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But just being there, that's support that doesn't cost anything. You don't you don't have to buy a ticket. You don't have to pay a membership fee. You know, a, a retweet here and there and interaction, all that stuff is free to do. And so we appreciate that. That helps get the word out about what we're doing. And Papo Esco, every week it seems like he's in the chat talking some sort of smack yeah. about the tag team division or my suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah definitely. That would be exciting to see, to see the double Dega heading to Memphis. And, I mean, wow. Well, I'll tell you. Um, so I know that May the 2nd, uh, those tickets, I think, are all gone right now. ChampionshipWrestlingMemphis.com. Jerry Jarrett, the original founder of Memphis Wrestling, will be there. He's got a VIP experience, meet and greet. 
those tickets are still available, but the actual wrestling show tickets, I believe, are all gone, which is a good thing. But he will be a part of that television taping as well. So you'll see him. Pete Pranica from the Memphis Grizzlies, he's coming to do commentary with us. He's the play-by-play, award-winning play-by-play man for the Memphis Grizzlies. And he is a diehard Memphis – he's a diehard wrestling fan. He grew up in Milwaukee with the Crusher. Oh, okay. He's looking forward to doing some commentary with us. Um, in June, you know, we had CC Chanel here in April, but in June, Ruby Rays is coming in. Oh, my God. In July, we've got the Killer Bay Heather Monroe coming. Yes. I, that's, I'm excited about that one. I'm excited. Um, and, um, see who you match also, any of them up with. I'm, in, unless it's each other. The dream matches right there. Why not, man? Hey, but uh, but we're trying to do our best to bring the best here. And then also keep some continuity between what Memphis has been watching on television for the last two and a half years. And flipping the show to be Memphis has been just excellent. But if we can bring some of those folks in, like I would love to bring Gentleman Jervis in. He was, oh, yeah. we, we were texting just the other day. And if, if we can work something out to get him here, I would love to have Anthony Idol here at some point. I mean, how Memphis yeah. is Anthony Idol? Yeah. So, we'll see some of that coming up. Oh, my God. Imagine Anthony <laughs> Idol versus Fred Michaels. Fred, That's Fred Michaels match. or, or Dustin. Man. I'll tell you, um, a couple of the, the guys that I'm friends with at, over at WWE that kind of work in the office, they actually mentioned Brett Michaels by name. They like him. They like his size. They like his look. Hey, man, who's that kid? It's like, well, he's been wrestling 20 years. He's not really a kid. But that just goes to show you that for the last 15 years, there hasn't been a Memphis wrestling. This guy could have been on television this whole time and, and yeah. built a career for himself. But now he's getting it the opportunity for the first time ever to be on television and he's been doing it 20 years. Yeah. It's crazy. That's insane. Absolutely. I agree with that. It's, just, it's, it's insane that, I mean, I'm glad that he, he's getting his exposure, especially, and especially with Memphis wrestling. I, I'm telling you, I'm just very excited. The, the fact that it, this all became information since the last time we spoke and I'm really excited for the new facility and best believe, I mean, you Everybody's watching around the world. I mean, I see on the live chat from Germany. Germany's watching over there. Yeah. Like all over Europe is watching championship wrestling from Memphis. And I'm really happy for you. And I just can't wait. What, what more are you going to bring surprises for us? And that's what I'm looking forward to. And especially with the tag team titles and for the women's division championship. I'm looking forward for that 100%. Man, it's been, I feel like it's the missing puzzle piece is mm -hmm. that it'll be having it ours to where it's painted like what we want it's set up like what we want what we feel like is going to be the best television product because that's our number one priority you know we we're not looking to sell 500 tickets right now we need to sell 100 tickets yeah. that's it 100 <laughs> tickets that's a studio audience memphis wrestling always had about 100 people in the audience we don't we don't need two three four five hundred if i mean gosh we can go do a, a spot show and do that so that's the idea is film television there Maybe have a couple of Saturday night specials. If we can do some fundraising in there, that would be great. Birthday parties and training is going to be really good, especially training. We've got two students that have signed up sight unseen just because of the excitement of, of what this product is, is, I guess, the buzz around the product. So I do think that once aspiring professional wrestlers and sports entertainers see where they're going to be training, they'll be like, wait a second, I can train there? That's the idea. Right. Uh, then And then do other shows outside at uh, AutoZone Park, or there's a really cool spot inside FedEx Forum, not in the big bowl, but like there's a really unique area that I would like to do, or just different, and we've already got some of this in the works. We're just waiting for the regulations to allow us to do it at 
you know, at a full capacity. Yeah. And then you'll see some around town type of stuff from, from Memphis wrestling. Definitely. And I'm hoping, you know, as, you know, as the year, as the months we're going through and then little by little that, you know, the world is opening up again, people are getting wow. vaccinated and, and such and such. So, I mean, hopefully that you have that full capacity and, and who knows what party you'll see us up there in Memphis. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. Plan. I've only been to Nashville once and it was for work. So I did not get to enjoy anything out there like I wanted to. Yeah, we were supposed to go for the April 11th tapings, but due to circumstances, we were, we're not able to. There's some so, silver lining, though. There's a little bit of silver lining because that way when you do come, the first impression that you'll get is the brand new Memphis Wrestling Wrestle Center. Yes, and sir. I think that's going to be first impressions leave – you know, that's that's how you typically remember that first impression. So we got to hit that first impression on yeah. it. And on, on that exact note, um, it looks like, according to the TV tapings, that the debut of that venue will be May 2nd. Is that that's correct? Uh, May 2nd is will be, the, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, I believe you said May 22nd is when it on the, on the channel, correct? Yes. So you'll okay, see. Okay, sorry. I was, I was looking at the schedule of the show, like 2 p.m. Russell Center for May 2nd. So I wasn't sure if that was a televised event. Um, so will televised. that be? So – May second is the debut of the center, but on to the be live debut. So live on television, it hits the airwaves on right. May okay, 2nd. yeah, that's I got it. Um, now will also there be uh, a segment of that that does say like "Welcome to the center" and a quick tour of it, and then oh, the show yeah. starts. Dude, I want oh, that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But then also uh, we have released the date of May sixteenth. So May sixteenth will be our television taping after May the second. So we went ahead and put that on the website just so everybody knows. And then there will also be an email that goes out to those who subscribe to us. So if, you, if you're not a subscriber and you want to be the first to know what's happening, we send you about one email per week. So it's not intrusive at all. But at the very top where it says subscribe at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com, you just type in your email and that's it. We'll let you know what's going on, whether it's a free watch party or television taping or a discount on T-shirts, anything like that. What's going on in the area? And then also, by the way, you can watch the show right here. Just kind of keeps you updated on what's going on. But that way, you're the first to know. It's like a little club. And when we do that, um, we find out that, like, like when we send the email for May 16th, the tickets sell because people want to be the first one. They want ringside. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Gosh, I get messages. early access tickets and then yes. early access to the seats that they want. People will ask me, why can't I get a ticket to your show? And I say, because the tickets are gone. You've got to buy them early. And that's the old salesman. That's the old car oh, yeah. salesman. Hey, this deal is good for today. And then it's gone away. Well, fortunately, like, it's, it's a shoot. If you don't buy tickets within a week, they're probably going to be gone, and it's because we, we have 100 tickets. Wow. That's it. And, you know, if that's capacity, I can, I'm not going to be shut down to sell, you know, more tickets. Of course I want to sell more tickets, but you have to follow the rules. So, yeah. I mean, 100% on that. But that's the deal is people DM me and say, I can't get a ticket to your show. How come? And it's because they were all bought up. So come see us on this date, and then we send out an email. So we will, if anybody's watching this, we will be sending out an email probably within I literally the just signed up for it right now. If, I don't know if you're, you at get your, it. if you're at your hub right now, you'll see me in there. So there you go. That's a shoot. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I appreciate it. You talk about the limited capacity, which is more than fair given the condition that we're all in right now. Um, I don't know if you had mentioned the full capacity without regulations within that venue is did you say 500 or was that just a no? No, no, no. It's going to be about 100. So the way that our setup is and we built the locker room and all that kind of stuff, 
with fire code and all that kind of stuff. Now it's, it's possible that it can be increased. There's a couple of things that I can do in the building, but the whole idea for this is to have a very intimate studio style setting, right. fired up crowd that really wants to be there. And if you have a, if you have a studio that seats, you know, 300 and you only have a hundred in there, it looks terrible. So yeah. for television, we want the people that want to be there. They're right there on top of the action. They go crazy. And then when we do our shows around town, that's when we'll have more and more, more and more people. But like I say, we want to build a little community. Wow. That's literally what it is, is a community of wrestling fans that are there all the time and their ticket prices are as low. I mean, $5 for kids, $10 for general admission, and only $15 for ringside. We tried to make it so for, so affordable that if we do two that that month, you and your family can go. And then Topps Barbecue is so affordable, you can literally feed the whole family. I mean, it's. I think they sell hot dogs for like two bucks or a buck fifty or something. You go to FedEx Forum or you go to AutoZone Park or any sporting venue, gosh, you're spending $17 for a beer. Absolutely. Now, we're not selling beer. We can't do that, but we can sell the hell for out a of soda. Barbecue. $12 a soda. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we don't want to be on that level. We want to – it's wow. it's very local Memphis wrestling, and, and, you know, if this thing even grows to be something bigger than what that is, we still will stay in our lane and be more simplified storytelling – drama at the desk it ends up in the ring maybe do a saturday night special here and there and gosh have people watching it that's that's the goal what are they waiting for i mean now i obviously know what they're waiting for what is the catalyst for what they're waiting for to determine you can open up full seating like are they like okay we'll give so that will be, that will be our full seating i believe 100 will be our full right seat. but you said you're right now at 75 only and you're limited at that well, that was in top of the line. So at the okay. new place, it'll be a hundred. Okay, so, so there's so the COVID regulations now. Besides social distancing, you can be full capacity at this venue without any. As, according to according to my inspections and such, my dog is over here having a wrestling match. According to the inspections <laughs> and stuff, yes. Awesome, great. I was. Now we'll be masking up and doing all that stuff, temperature checks, masking up, and cool. and. Um, a lot of the crew is uh, is gotten their vaccinations, which is really really good. Um, anybody that's around a lot of people, and I know people feel differently about it, but we're very pro vaccination. I work around too many people and too many sports and stuff. I'm COVID tested on the regular, sometimes two, three times a week with doing the sports. So I it was very important, especially having a five month old baby, to go ahead and get the vaccination. But we're following all the protocol that we possibly can. But uh, the whole the whole capacity thing, as far as the the facility, is that's the number that we want in the building. That's great, hundred. And, and that's that many people. Everyone kind of almost gets to be not just fans in the audience, but almost just extras to a show where they go home and watch this. You're probably going to see yourself on TV just sitting in the audience, not buried in a sea of. I mean, obviously, I want you at some point to have thousands of people watching, but with a hundred people, the benefit would be, hey, there's me and you know. Mom, yeah. I'm watching pro wrestling right there on YouTube. And the seating is going to be set up as such, too. So it'll be set up to where the people, even in the background, you know, they can be waving and, you know, where they have signs or something the like signs, that. Man, I, love, I miss signs. That's what I miss about the I live know, audience. I know. I know. <laughs> I love the signs. But now it's all everybody wants to have their phone recording and stuff. Yeah. Is, is this, this little community of, of wrestling fans here in Memphis that are coming to our shows – Fortunately, they're not really releasing spoilers. You know, you don't see a lot of the spoilers hit, or at least I haven't been seeing them. And typically, you know, I've got some friends and, and people that will send it to me and say, oh, here's a spoiler. Just not that I can do anything about it, but just so I have a heads up. 
But sometimes we'll even tell them there at the TV tapings, hey, feel free to post and tag whatever you want. But keep in mind, you guys are seeing this weeks before it's going to air on television. So you're on the end crew. Like you're on the inside of what's going on. And then you can go home and watch it on TV. And some people go, I'm not posting anything. I'm, I want them yeah. to watch. That's They'll exactly. literally respond with that. And I'm like, yes, that's cool. Because it really keeps that, you know, I've got to watch it instead of I'm going to get the spoilers on the internet. I definitely, I, I love yeah. that, that and local. Like all the, uh, the Tony Schiavone's, the uh, don't bother turning it on Monday where some yeah. guy who used to work here won our belt. Just, <laughs> yeah, put I love that. Seats. <laughs> One of the worst flubs. I mean, I think that particular moment was what the final nail in that WCW coffin, but that's a different I'm pretty, pretty sure that that line was probably fed to him, though. Oh, you absolutely. Know, I don't of think course. Was, yeah, I, I think that that was not <laughs> just him, for sure. Yeah, being oh, shade. Man, Dustin... I would like to go ahead and thank you so much for taking the time, the opportunity to be with us today again, follow up. And hopefully we can have another follow-up because yeah. you know, a after this, I want to know your thoughts of, you know, who's going to be the new, you know, Heritage World Champion. I, I want to I I know. I want the results point of view after that match because I can't wait to watch that. That is, um, I'm not blowing smoke up anyone's ass. I've never seen a match that it may have been done before and I might have missed it where a rumble ends with the final two in a traditional match. That is insane. And no one's done that before if they haven't. And I apologize if I never knew that that happened. So just the United wrestling network, that's, that's their brainchild. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was on the phone with Dave Marquez and John and saying, okay, this is going to be a total cluster of how many people are going to show up for this thing. So what's the best way to do this and this and this and this. I would so love if they didn't know the final two were like, and then the ref is like, Oh, by the way, this is actually, yeah. and they're like, yeah. "Oh, shit, we gotta." You'll see right. people drawing their numbers. You'll see people drawing their numbers and kind of revealing that they've officially entered the Grind City Rumble. So there's going to be a lot of storytelling leading up to this thing. But but what I like the most is on the 15th when it airs, the very next week is a brand new ball game. It's a brand new era. Everything. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be a whole new look, and that 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 new Memphis Heritage Champion will be there with the founder of Memphis Wrestling, Jerry Jarrett. And he's excited to come. I've been is he texting. putting the belt around? Is he the one that's doing the anointing? There's going to be some sort of presentation there of the Memphis Heritage Championship with Jerry Jarrett. So talk about, you know, putting the stamp of approval. If there was anybody to put the stamp of approval on, on what we're doing as far as championship wrestling from Memphis, who better than the person that – now, Jerry Lawler is very influential here in Memphis, obviously – but Jerry Jarrett is the original founder before King went into business with Jerry. Yeah. So that was a screenshot of Jerry Jarrett and the Jarrett family. Yeah. And so for him to be here, and we keep in touch with Jeff too, so you'll probably see Jeff at some point. But, um, you know, you got to take little nibbles. But uh, to have the founder coming in, gosh, there's not a better person that could put the stamp of approval on the champion. So we'll have all that drama play out too. And you know it's never that simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for that. But that, that is right, definitely. He's and yeah, Jerry Jarrett is one of the pioneers, true pioneers, you know, especially in Memphis, bringing professional wrestling into the city of Memphis. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I think our viewers and subscribers are looking forward to that. Now, before we go, let's let you go, Mr. Star. We want to go ahead and know let the people know where can they see championship wrestling from Memphis every Saturday at noon. Let them know. Every Saturday at noon, no matter where you are in the world, you can join us live on the live chat. Uh, Brett Michaels, Papo Esco, 
Johnny Dotson, the Skimahorns, uh, the Posse, Big Dan. You see a bunch of our wrestlers and performers in the live chat, and they're interacting with the fans. It's a lot of fun. I love that we don't necessarily have those wrestling trolls in there. If they do, we kick them over the top rope, just like a Royal Rumble. <laughs> but uh, it's just so cool. Everybody's still positive. But, so that's uh, YouTube.com slash Championship Wrestling. You can follow us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's at CW30Wrestling. But then we also do a really good job, in my opinion, of keeping the website updated. So that way, the only place that you can see the May 16th date right now is at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. And then, like like you, if you subscribe, Chris, subscribe so you'll be getting the email and knowing when tickets go on sale first and when stuff is going to happen. But that's championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. And uh, that that's it, man. Follow us, uh, follow us there. Simple as that. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you also tune in every Saturday to CW30 YouTube channel. All the description and will be below all the the links for the youtube channel the website and also the social media platforms twitter instagram facebook so make sure you follow and subscribe smash and that like button too you'll get notifications in your feed so you know it, when new content gets posted immediately exactly, exactly. i just it. rung the bell it says subscribe there's a bell click that bell you'll be first on the list um to all, all new content exactly and also keep on tuning in every every saturday at noon central time and also championship wrestling from Hollywood at 11 o'clock a.m. Yes. Central time as well. Two-hour block of pro wrestling. Two-hour block of pro wrestling, absolutely free. Of course, Hollywood uh, is across 125 different stations, but it airs first on our YouTube program at 11 Central. So from 11 to about 11.50, you've got championship wrestling from Hollywood. And then from noon until about 12.50 or so, we have championship wrestling from Memphis. And then immediately following that, I do a live reaction to where we talk about what we've seen and I kind of get a good idea of what the people think. And usually it's good. Um, also um, at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com slash podcast, you can listen to, or on our YouTube page, you can listen to the Roland and Demempo podcast with, with BT and Rhino JB. Now these guys don't work for our company. And that's what's important here is they can tell it like it is. If there's something they don't like, they say it. If there's something they like, they say it. Rhino JB is a diehard wrestling fan, so he hated when they smashed the cup. So he gave yeah. us a back review because they smashed the cup. But then BT, he's been in the business 20 years, and he's like, oh, I loved it when they smashed the cup because now we've got heat, now we've got a story. So it's like two different versions. It's like a PWI and the Observer or whatever, you know? <laughs> two oh, different uh, opinions. So you can listen to that podcast. And of course, you guys do a good job of talking about it too. So. We love to hear what people think about it, and we always reply to those comments in the YouTube page as well. We always try to stay interactive with everybody. Absolutely, yeah. And, and of course, we report it as much as possible, especially, you know, and try to get Chris caught up as well. Since now he's subscribed. You yeah. subscribe, no, right? I want, hey, sure I want to subscribe. First of all, I want to, I want to afford a plane ticket. Then I want to go. <laughs> oh, let's do it. We'll eat some Topps barbecue when you get here, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's a, that's a must. That's a definitely a must. I love some Memphis barbecue. Why not? I already had Kansas City, but I need I need some Memphis. They will have almost a mini restaurant inside the wrestling center. Cops visited last week, and they're going to set up this week. And man, they just blew me away with how they want to come in and literally. I mean, everything from booths. Like it's going to be like a mini restaurant there for Tops Barbecue. I'm so excited about it. I'm a big fan of theirs. You've been in business since 1952, 16 locations, almost 17 if you count the, the Wrestle Center. So. 16 and a half. 
<laughs> Lot, yeah, lots of cool stuff are going to go inside that Wrestle Center along with the Memphis Wrestling. So you guys got to come check it out. Oh, that's a must, definitely. So don't forget, purchase it. So every pro wrestling Memphis fans up in Memphis, make sure you purchase your tickets because they're going to go out like hotcakes. And also, if you can't go live, at least, you know, tune in on May, May 15th where they, you see the first ever Crown World Heritage Champion. And also on May 22nd is with the re-premiere of Championship Wrestling for Memphis on the, at the Memphis Wrestling Center. So make sure, that's right. Like, oh man, that title is so beautiful. I love Great. it. You can tell me playing with the title ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right there, guys. And it's all, that's right. That's what it's all about. I don't it. think that's the last time you're going to be holding that thing. I promise. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Hey, why not? I booked myself on top. Why not? <laughs> Once again, thank you very much for everyone for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks, guys.